Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ TV session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 330 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining us once again as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials covering Doctrine and Covenants 135 to 136 in the week of November the 22nd to November the 28th. Uh, and today uh, we're going to dive into now the text of section 135. First of all, apologies uh, for the most recent episode. Uh, it was recorded, it was um, edited, it was all ready to go. Uh, and then I just completely forgot to upload it yesterday on the day it was actually meant to go out. So uh, you will receive, um, you'll have received two episodes in your, in your feed today. Uh, one from yesterday and one for today, um, simply because I forgot, not because uh, I didn't have a chance or anything. It's It was just completely forgotten on my part. So apologies once again. I hope you enjoy the two bite-sized episodes you get today uh, and that they supplement your study well. So yes, yesterday we discussed the background and the context to this section. Today we're going to dive into it and we're going to obviously take our time with this, I think, because there's a lot to kind of consider and ponder over as we go through uh, the sections uh, here. And of course, um, it's a very sombre and a very um, reflective uh, section as well. Of course, there are more verses in the next section, so I'll probably need to give that a few days too, but uh, I thought this was an important section to consider. So in the verse, uh, in the first verse, uh, we have an actual account of what happened in the room at Carthage when the martyrdom occurred. It says in verse 1, they were shot in Carthage jail on the 27th of June, 1844, about 5 o'clock p.m. by an armed mob, painted black, of about 150 to 200 persons. Harry was shot first and fell calmly, exclaiming, I am a dead man. Joseph leaped from the window and was shot dead in the attempt, exclaiming, O Lord, my God. They were both shot, they were both shot after they were dead in a brutal manner, and both received four balls. Um, yeah, I mean, firstly, that's something which I hadn't realised, and it's obviously in the verse, but when I have listened to other accounts of the martyrdom as well, that both Joseph and Hiram were, were continuously shot after they were dead, uh, which is a horrendous thing to think about. I mean, it's horrendous to think about the fact that they were killed so in such a brutal manner anyway, uh, but that's you know, this occurred in this way. It was difficult to, to think about. Uh, President Robert E. Hale said, quote, Joseph Smith sealed his testimony with his own blood. The prophet's martyrdom was a voluntary acceptance of death to seal the testimony of the Book of Mormon and the Doctrine and Covenants and to bear holy witness of Jesus Christ and his gospel in this dispensation. We do not give our testimony and life in the manner that Joseph Smith, the martyred prophet, gave his life. Rather, we give testimony by devoted service in our lives each day to lift and strengthen others, close quote. I think that's something which uh, I didn't quite understand when I was growing up. I would often, well not often, but occasionally I would hear the phrase that we must be willing to give up our lives in the service of, you know, for the gospel of Christ. Um, and again, like I, when I first heard of that, I instinctively thought it meant if a time came where we had to choose between denying our witness of Christ or losing our life, then of course we should be willing to lose our life rather than deny Christ. Um, but actually, you know, when we hear this phrase that 
we're willing to give give up our own lives. It's it's more the fact that we're willing to sacrifice it in service, um, and that we're willing to give up, you know, our own desires, our own interests in the cause of Christ. Um, and I think that that is a, an important reminder by present by Elder Hales there, because uh, we we are often called upon to to make sacrifices in our lives to be able to support other people uh, in Christ. Um, so. But of course, Joseph and Hiram's um, call was to, to 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 be martyred, and as um, Robert E. Hales mentions, there it was voluntary. Joseph knew um, that what this would mean going to Carthage. Uh, he knew that he would not return alive, uh, and realistically, John Taylor and Willard Richards, who are mentioned in verse two, um, who it says were the only persons in the room. The former was wounded in a savage manner with four balls, but has since recovered. The latter, through the providence of God, escaped without even a hole in his robe. Um, these two individuals, they may may not have survived either, were it not for some quick thinking on the part of the younger brother of the prophet and Hiram, uh, Samuel Smith, who, at this moment um, in Carthage, as the martyrdom was taking place, charged in on a horse uh, nearby, and yelled, the Mormons are coming. Uh, and this kind of panicked the mob and made them once, you know, because they had obviously accomplished the main um, objective that they had, they just scattered uh, because they were afraid that, uh, that a group would come and see what had happened. And they and they escaped. Uh, and so John Taylor and Willard Richards were able to, were, were able to be spared. And it's particularly interesting that Willard Richards was able to be so because it was actually prophesied previously that um, that bullets would would fall around him and on his friends like like a hails in a storm, and not one would pierce his his robes. Um, now Willard Richards was was a larger man, um, and he jokingly said that you know hail all the hail seems to hit him when when it when it hails. So he doesn't really think that that could possibly happen. Um, but here it is um, in this experience. Not one of his garments was pierced. There was a slight graze on one of the lobes of his ears. But other than that, he was unscathed it, quite remarkably because the the pellets and the and the balls were, were flying across the room uh, and through the room uh, during this experience. So uh, as John Taylor will know, as he was, was hit by four of them, um, so it's just interesting just to, to know kind of the, um, the intricate details of this experience and the fact that we know these details as well is important, um, so that we can understand the, the experience and how it happened. Uh, to conclude today, I mean, I'm not going to be able to get through all of verse three, but I want us to kind of consider this question about what would your life be like without the prophet Joseph? You know, what would your, how would your life be different if the prophet had not been diligent in his work and his testimony uh, to be able to bring forth the gospel of Christ? Um, verse three begins a huge list, uh, which contains a number of things in there that happened because we had uh, this valiant servant of Christ uh, fulfilling the work that he was sent to do. Um for example, 
it says, Joseph Smith, the prophet and seer of the Lord, has done more, save Jesus only, for the salvation of men in this world than any other man who that ever lived in it. Now, I'm not going to go further on because that then brings in the huge list of things and we'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, but I find it, this phrase that Joseph has done more, save Jesus only for the salvation of mankind. Um, some people outside of the church, even when they know of this phrase that we have in our scriptures, get a bit uncertain or unsure about being able to compare Joseph to the Saviour. And well, I mean, comparing Joseph to the Saviour, the Saviour has done more. <laughs> That's simply what is being said here. Um, but what it's trying to say is that Joseph has clearly done a lot for the salvation of mankind, uh, a significant amount, especially for for us in the latter days. When you consider the temple blessings and the ability to baptize individuals who have gone on beyond the veil, this impact that Joseph has been able to create is huge. And so, of course, you know, we would say that he has done more for the salvation of mankind, save Jesus only. We don't put him above the Saviour. We don't even put him on, on the same level as, as the Saviour. And frankly, Joseph Smith himself, if there were even thoughts of that, would himself um, not want that to take place. He would place the Lord far and above him in what he has done for mankind. Uh, but tomorrow we'll just see why it's important we recognise the impact that Joseph has had on the salvation of mankind. Thank you very much for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed the study. Please continue to follow the podcast and share it. You can join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.